Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. been reprimanded for whooping too loudly and been made to start again so these are some more demure whoops whoop woo whoop. Woo. Whoop, whoop, whoop. it's hard with microphones having done a podcast for five years it's hard um, to difficult. know that you can't just put it, your mouth right over the microphone and shout woo <laughs> it's not allowed apparently not but you've been whooping but i've noticed that your response to being told to not whoop was very creative oh Thank you, Stevie. Was it to refuse to not whoop and just barrel on regardless? Correct. Which sort of links into what we're doing today. Sorry, my name's Stevie and I'm the co-host of Nobody Panic. I thought you could call yourself the captain. I think it's, I'm In the a captain. way. I'm the captain and I, thought, I guess I'm the vice captain. No, you're also um, the captain. Welcome to your flight deck today. The captain is Stevie Martin, your co-pilot is Tessa Coates and we'll be flying this plane. This boat. To... <laughs> <laughs> to Creativity Island. This podcast is all about uh, how to get over writer's block or creative blocks or whatever it is you're trying to create or make or do in your life that you've hit a you've hit the wall and you think, oh God, I can't, I can't get over this. I We're here. Also, get on you know, the ship. <laughs> get on the ship boat. Sometimes we have suggestions. Sometimes I live my life. And wants to do a podcast about exactly what's affecting me at that point. <laughs> Please also see how to cope with the hangover, how to sleep, how to nap. Pretty much most of the ones where you're like, okay, that's quite specific. It's, it's mine. <laughs> um, and the ones that you're like, how charmingly whimsical they're Tessas. So that's how you can tell. I messaged Stevie with a suggestion for today's podcast and she shot back at such speed to say like, yeah, that is a good one. Or um, how about how to get over how to get over writer's block? And I was like, of course, we'll do that one. Yes. Um, well, give us a watercolour, a blurry version of what is your... My issue. Yeah. My issue is that um, actually it's not just writer's block, but it is it. That's how it's very easily manifests itself because I am a writer, so I'm right working on numerous projects mm -hmm. and had quite a productive lockdown. Look, I don't want to brag, and can, people can stop asking me about but it. But I wrote King Lear. <laughs> but I wrote King Lear, uh, which turns out Shakespeare's done it, so I couldn't put it out. Oh, anywhere. that's a blow, isn't it? Absolutely, what a shame. Like, oh, someone's come up with this actually. But yes, I had quite a productive lockdown. Obviously, doing this podcast and doing some other b bits and bobs as well. 
was quite like, oh, this is good, because that was just my way of coping. Now we're sort of at this part where, well, I don't know, when the, well, when this comes out, we might be in lockdown again, who knows? But at the time of recording this, it's sort of in this kind of in-between bit where we're like, how many people can I see? I'm not sure. And work has started to sort of come up again. And uh, just before it did, I we had like, a, me and my boyfriend had like a week away and by the way, I mean, we stayed in the flat, which didn't do any work. And it was so good. And then when I came back to do, this is like two weeks ago, when I came back to do work, it's like my brain has been replaced by a very thick mist. And everything I try and come up with, writing, I sometimes contribute jokes to things, can't. Coming up with even just like podcast ideas or whatever, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm so bad now at doing or thinking in general. But... I thought I'd share some of, like, the best things uh, that I've come up with. And also, Tessa, you obviously also live a creative life. You must have enjoyed Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, I think you're not alone in this. And I imagine we're speaking for a lot of people listening. We'll be nodding along, being like, yes, I feel absolutely bananas. I feel completely bonkers. No, I can't do any... No, no. No. Don't expect, don't expect anything from me. My brain is a little marshmallow. I can't remember any words. I got very upset about that the other day because I was like... I'm quite good at words. They're really very much my bag. I really, I like them. They're my, they're my friends. And then I couldn't remember the word for shell suit the other day and I started crying. So this was a convoluted way of saying, we imagine that everybody is going through a variation of this to not stress yourselves out about it. And we hope we can offer some comfort and some strategies in this podcast. But before we kind of, I guess, go deep into it, what's your adult thing that you've done this week? Uh, mine's uh, ongoing. I'll be. I finished it moments before starting this podcast, and I'll be picking the phone back up again as soon as we finish. I'm having a row with British Gas, and it is adult because it has been on my to do list for months now, and I'm in, I'm in the right. And uh, the easy route out would be just to pay a fifty pound fine, but I refuse because don't do it. I didn't. I refuse. Great. Um, I will be arguing. Anyway, and then they hung up on me, would you believe? <laughs> and then the phone rang back a minute later and I was like, oh, thank you. They're calling me straight back. They know we've lost lost the thing. And instead it was an automated quality and control survey being like, how did we do? I'm like, you bad. did shit. Real <laughs> you bad. hung up. <laughs> Stevie, what's yours? Mine is, I um, went to see popular Christopher Nolan film, Tenet. Um, wow. Yeah. That's okay. it. It's a 15, so that means that I'm an adult, right? Um, no, it's... The reason it's an adult thing is because I went in and was thankfully already sort of aware that I might not understand it and watched it, loved it, could not have told you why they did anything in the final third. was like, lovely, don't know who you are, don't know what's going on, why are they going backwards, what's happening? This would ordinarily be cause for me to feel really stupid and be like, I'm an idiot, like, this is... But actually came out and was like... No, like read loads of things about it, chatted loads of people about it. Was found that really fun, and I know some people really dislike it because it's too confusing. And it is, mm. it is definitely too confusing. But there's one thing going in and being confused about a film. There's another thing going in and being confused about a film and going like that means I'm stupid. And I think when I was younger, that's what I would do with most things with books. I'd be like, oh, I'd, this is like you know, I'd try to read Crime and Punishment and be like. I can't get through it because I'm an idiot, but I'll quietly put it to one side and go back to my, my fun trash. And you're like, don't call books trash. Like, whatever you are enjoying to consume, you should just live your life and enjoy it. But sometimes it's quite fun to, like, find out afterwards why. And I'm going to go see it again with my new knowledge. 
And because I loved the set pieces and stuff, I thought it was so fun. So now I can see it and I actually know who everyone is. Love That's that. marvellous. And may I say, that is such a huge uh, personal journey for you to say, these are my opinions and they don't make me stupid. Very big personal journey. Huge. And I'm really very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. Right. right. Anyway, like, let's get into it. Dun, 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 dun. So how to get over a creativity block. Whatever it is you're trying to make or do or paint or read or create your music or, or feel or build, or build something or uh, maybe you're making something out of wood, whatever it is. So back in the 1970s, journey hello. back. Hello. Uh, clinical psychologist Jerome Singer and Michael Barrios. What, what fun pair they sound. <laughs> Looked into the idea of this creativity block and concluded there are four causes or four different versions of the block they are number one excessively harsh self-criticism basically number one is i am shit and this thing is therefore shit Uh, number two fear of comparison to others Mm. so i am shit and everyone else is so much better Mm. Uh, number three lack of external motivation like attention and praise oh big one yeah huge especially if there's nobody to read or look at or see your stuff no one you just want someone to go you're on the right track so keep on going that's all you want so say like that's good actually and it's going to be good very passionate about that one so that's external motivation number three and number four is in lack of internal motivation basically you've run out of the desire to make this thing and you're like i hate it what's the point of this this is this is shit so the four things are i am shit number two uh, uh, everyone else is so good what's the point of me doing this Mm. number three nobody's clapping (laughs) number four i'm not clapping i'm not clapping (laughs) that's um (laughs) That's so good because that is essentially, as you're saying this, I'm like, yes, that's that. Yes, uh, yes, and yes. So if you have all four of them, how can you expect to squeeze anything anything out? Do you think you're all four all the time or do you think one of those? No. mm, No, sometimes I... I think I'm always quite harshly self-critical of anything I'm doing, but sometimes I can go into almost a trance-like state, whereas I'm where, where I'm aware that I do mm. that, so I, I'm able, which is probably a tip, able to be like, you're you're self-critical about whether you've made yogurt. Well, I mean, if I yeah. made yogurt, what? Whether I poured yogurt into a bowl correctly, right through to a creative project. So don't. I'm, I'm, as I've got older, and that is an age thing. Just got when you've lived when you've lived with it for ages, you're like, oh, like this isn't um, something that I accept that I will always do. So I don't listen to it that much anymore. Mm. But sometimes it obviously I can slip into believing it because you can't always be good. So you have to be like, well, sometimes what I do is shit. So is this is this <laughs> one of those times? Because like, you know, I go in and out of comparison. Mm-hmm. So I think I dip in and out of comparing to other people. So I found it very helpful on social media to get rid of pretty much most pe- most of my contemporaries. And mm-hmm. by get rid of, I mean mute. Like, I still follow people so I can, like, go, oh, I wonder what so-and-so's up to and kind of go on their page and have a look rather than have it served to me at, like, 9am when, wo- when I haven't woken up mm-hmm. and I'm in bed and being like, oh, someone was up at 6am and they've written an entire book in two hours. Okay, great. But that sort of sometimes can rear its head. So that the, the first two are kind of like... In and out. But the lack of external motivation, like attention and praise, I think is something that is I really need outside reassurance. And with most of the things that I do, it's sort of very impossible to get that, really. So you have to have the internal belief, which I, I consistently am like, why am I writing this? 
or doing this. Who wants to hear this? Answer, who cares? And you're having a nice time. So it's like they all jostle for attention. But at the moment, it's pretty much all four of those those things have very much like come to the fore. So I think it's nice to see those things because creative block isn't you not being a creative person. I've just read a really good book by Elizabeth Gilbert, hmm. who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She's written this book called Big Magic about creativity. And oh. it's so, it really like, I had this sort of thing about, I don't know, a few, few months ago and I read it and it really like pushed me through. So maybe I'll just read it again. It's a really good book. It's got loads about, it's got loads about how this stereotype of like, you must suffer to be creative is such a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the more, so if you approach writer's block or creativity block with like, oh no, and then like drink loads of wine and completely like self-destruct, then yes, there will be a point where the writer's block will or creativity block will lift, but it was going to lift anyway and it would have lifted much sooner had you not absolutely destroyed yourself for about yes. a month. You so, don't need to break yourself or your work in this. Yes, and I think people as well often use the creative stereotype as an excuse mm, to mm. basically not do work because actually it's time for drinking. And I'm not saying that, don't drink it particularly, but you know, like you can use like oh I've got writer's block as a way to kind of almost perpetuate the writer's block procrastinate yourself procrastinate and whatever you do have to keep trying but what I found out was really nice is that like the book Big Magic and also the things I've been reading about creativity what's nice about it is that like you cannot control fully when you are feeling creative and when you are not feeling creative but you can do things to kind of help it and it's like a mixture of you know for example, writing or working even when you don't feel like it's going to come, but not putting pressure on yourself to do anything incredible on those days where you're like, I absolutely have nothing. Mm -hmm. You could work on something else. And I think this is one of the main tips that I, I kept saying. If you have like something that you're is just not coming or not happening, try and do something adjacent to it. So if you're writing a book and you know it's just not it's just not it's it's a pile of shit, you think, or whatever and you can't write anything, then read a book. And then in reading a book, you might oddly come up with sort of ideas off off the back of just reading someone else's work. They're not copying, but just like, mm. oh, this reminds me that, of the possibilities of the thing that I'm working on. That's just one example. I, like, I find that either that works with anything. So if when I was writing, trying to write comedy, whenever I went to see a comedy show, a friend's thing could be a new material thing. It could be like, Often it was like nothing to do with what I was doing, not the same style, not the same anything. But I would come away and I would always, suddenly out of nowhere, have an idea. There wasn't anything to do with what I'd seen. It was just that I'd seen somebody be creative in the Mm -hmm. field with which I was being creative, which oddly allows your brain to kind of, on some level, go, oh, it's allowed. Like, what you're, like, there's so much, so many options. Like, it's not, often you can get writer's block because you're sort of, you're you're thinking too narrow and it kind of opens things up. So that would be like, my main tip rather than forcing it through and staring at the blank page and trying to if you've tried like working through it which is always a good first line of defense like look let's just I'll just do an hour that's fine and that doesn't work and it's making you really unhappy you're not going to create if you're unhappy and frustrated you're just not going to so it's really good to to see it is like research, just like any other, like lots of other jobs. Like there's many aspects to the job. And one of the aspects of being creative is looking and experiencing other creativity in order to get yourself kind of excited about it again. And taking some time off, but making sure that you're doing creative things when you're taking the time off. Because whenever I take time off completely, 
then it's sort of like almost it's frozen in time. And when I come back, I'm like, I'm still unable to. But if I've if I'm like reading things, watching things, and aware that like I'm open, I'm open to the inspiration gods. Yes, and it it feels like it's going out t- stealing other people's things, but it's not. It's just being open to your own inspiration. You, it's never going to happen staring at a blank wall. You know, you're never going to suddenly answer your answer your questions you've got to you've got to go out and be inspired and I also think going to see other people's things is also the perfect answer to that number two thing which is like everyone else is so amazing why am I bothering when people ask us about like how to get into comedy I always say like take yourself to an open mic night and see how incredibly low the bar is like it is (laughs) when I was just by myself I'd built up all these people to be so amazing and so fantastic but really when you actually watch and you're immersed in it you're like oh okay like yeah, some of it's great, but some of it's absolute dog shit. Like, okay, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to do this. You know, suddenly so you feel more confident and more able to be like, okay, okay, actually, I yeah, can I do did a, this. I did a writing course, like just like a six week online one about six months ago, and one of the tips that the woman, the main sort of the main woman, as we all mm. call those people who run courses, said, um, was when she's write when she's writing a book, she likes to read bad books. And she's like, I know it's, it's very exactly. on, it's not, what's the word? It's not like a tip that people will often say, but privately, that's what a lot of writers do. And that works with anything. Like, because then you go, hang on, if that got published, <laughs> I'm flying. Exactly, you- exactly. It's taking whatever it is you're working on, be that, uh, you know, my dad is uh, trying to make these plant, these very elaborate plant boxes for my mum that she saw somebody somewhere have and they cost £600 and he had that like, oh, I'll make them. And it turned out to be quite difficult and there was a reason they were £600 <laughs> anyway. And then, anyway, then he says, he called the other day to say that he'd seen somebody somebody else in the village was making something and he'd, was, and he'd heard that he was making this cool thing and everyone was like, well, so great. And then he saw them and then he came in and was like, they were shit. They were really shit. <laughs> so he came home like full of beans, ready to like make his thing again because you, you get it into your head. We, we catastrophize and we're like, oh my God, they're amazing. They're doing this. And then actually you see it and you're like, oh, hey, hey. Yeah. It's like, I can, me too, I'm allowed in. Not everyone's a genius everyone is just like you just like failing yeah even Shakespeare wrote some shit plays have you seen Henry V I even think The Tempest is very boring shut your goddamn mouth The Tempest is fantastic yeah oh it's it's so dull Uh, but look this is why arts yeah but this is why arts are great of course it's not dull I think it's dull right okay sorry I I know people that love the history plays and think they're they're like the best ones so that's what I'm saying like what you're watching mm. or reading, some uh, the reason it's got published is, or the reason it's got, it's made it to the level that you're watching it is, somebody liked it, so... Somebody liked it, it, and somebody else stayed in the game long enough to finish and to just keep going, just to keep yeah. going away. And often that's all that separates you from the people you admire, is just like, they just kept going till they had something to show for it at the end. Yeah, and it, and it can feel, that tip of like, oh, read or watch shit, can feel cynical and mean, but it's not. That's not the point of it. The point no, of no, it no. Is, is to be like, look at how subjective art is. So that, you know, it's not that thing that you're watching is not sub- objectively shit. It's just that you don't like it. So that's like a really great market. to be like, well, then it allows you to be free. And the whole thing is about Absolutely. trying to be free. My my dad run, skipping home because somebody else in the village had made a shit plant box is not that he is like, oh, it doesn't reflect in any way on the guy who'd made the thing. It was just like a freedom to be like, I can go back to my work now. I don't have to, you know, it was, it's all personal. It's not about the other person being bad. That's not in any way what it's about. It's about your own, it's how you view yourself in that moment. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you're working on something and it's not working... Is there something else you can do within that project mm-hmm. that was helpful? So with a book, if you if you're like, ah, oh, I had to scrap it and start again, rather than just like write out what you're gonna do, is there like characters you could work on? Or is there like could you just like think of a title if you haven't got a title? Or like even just, you know, draw the book cover or write the blurb for the book. It's not always just one thing you can do towards your end goal. So that's sometimes helpful as well. It can give you a chance to work on other things and then that can lead you back to the main thrust. Absolutely. Step sideways and yeah, exactly. Draw the book cover or whatever the equivalent is for whatever you're working on. Just you doesn't have to always just be this relentless, like plowing yourself forward. Then equally, I saw them suggesting that like if you can't get through a certain bit or or you need to describe an elaborate piece, a set piece, perhaps in Tenant. And then perhaps Christopher Nolan wrote basically this a sentence and then just move on to the next bit come back to that thing that's holding you back later and just like just you know you'll have to fight it another day but just move on for the moment and get to the next like exciting bit or the thing that it pleases you to to do you don't have to just sit chugging through something you can just you can go around the the wall the creativity wall turns out yeah and it's very hard to remember this if you are i know that i well often forget this or pretty much all the time because every element of my job is creative but it feels like a job so it's only when I consciously remind myself like this is fun and you're like oh yeah imagine you're doing the thing that you're trying to do but you're a kid so you're like it's the same process so when I was little I would like write loads of things I'd like make my own magazines and other and it would be fun because there'd be no outside voice there'd Uh be no anything I'd just be like oh so like I'd do a lot of like brainstorming and stuff like do that make a collage make doodle things like try to step away from the kind of scary adult pressure that even when you're not doing anything this the project for money you can still there's a real pressure for it to be good and worthy and noble and actually creativity doesn't have to be any of those things it can just be fun and I think as well now especially but maybe it's always been like this but there's a pressure for a lot of creative projects to have like a very important message or a story Mm. or a thing that will make people go like oh oh, okay with a very low voice but actually it can just be silly or it can be just funny or it can be nothing it could just look nice and that's just as valid so to try and get away from that like but I want to make great art capital G capital A you don't have to like and actually often you, you will without trying Mm, when you were making your magazine who was it for 
Oh, it was great. It was for all women. Um, <laughs> so I had a, a section in it. Called, it was a fashion magazine. And I would draw the little people, uh, the little models modelling all the clothes. And I had like uh, a page that was like over 60s. I think it was called like, oh, I can't remember. What it was I think it was literally like over 60s fashion because I had no, I'm te- always terrible at headlines. And I'd draw like old people in like fun, fun, funky clothes and, and put, put things like, just because you're 60 doesn't mean you can't wear a beret. It's like, yeah. Oh, adorable. Um, and who received the magazine? I didn't give it to anybody. Exactly. And that's the answer is like, we got to get back to the spirit of being like, nobody, duh. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for well, anyone. in my head, obviously it was distributed across the country, but like, yeah, but it you, wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but you, when you were making it, you didn't ever think of people being mean about it or liking no. it or anything. You were just like, this, this is it. I'm making it. It's. I wanted old women to wear berets and feel that they could. You got to get the word out. Say like, doesn't nothing should stop you wearing that beret. Um, exactly. Stephen King writes about the closed door. Um, I mean, he probably writes it in a more spooky way than that. But it's both that they are <laughs> your do- your door of your writing room or your workshop or your your building site. Oh, I don't know. It should always be closed, both as a physical and mental thing that's like this is this is just for me in here like this thing that i'm making the the process is itself enjoyable the door is closed it's not for anyone else to be looking over my shoulder and saying like what's this shit magazine you're like it's it's for the over 60s like it's it's all about you privately doing something for your own joy and finding joy in it and writing for yourself and and he says if you do feel that it's for somebody let that one person metaphorically come into the room and be there for you to write for or create for or draw for or whatever it is. Um, but it shouldn't feel like it's the eyes of the world, you know, looking in through the door. I, I think with all of it, it's just a case of trusting that it's going to come back. Your creativity is not gone forever. I have definitely had moments during this of staring at the ceiling and being like, well, I, I'm a marshmallow. Like I got, mm. I got nothing to give. I just trust it's going to come back. I, I sometimes used to feel like my... <laughs> I've like I've been through this before of like running out of feeling creative and I used to imagine my mind sometimes as like um, a panic control room like uh, Jason Bourne style like a lot of people working a lot of people filing things a lot of people like looking for stuff Uh, everybody's go 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 and when I'm like firing on all the cylinders it feels like everyone's totally in control and everyone's like got it we're go 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 and at the moment it feels like the entire team have left and there's just like one night janitor called steve mm. just like just mm. like sitting he's, he's actually he's got a lot to offer but he doesn't have the confidence to bring it forward so obviously i'm feeling nervous that steve is in control but mm. i think i've just got to be trusting that steve is like hey man like we're just they'll be back they will be back you know yeah there's a lot of monitors blinking on and off yeah and a lot of like looking at monitors that's what i feel like and then all the monitors go Boop, and i'm like oh no okay yeah. I, there's no screens. I don't know what to do. But that's yes. they will. They will come back. And while you're waiting, you and Steve or whoever you is mentally controlling your <laughs> room, like go and do something else. All the things suggest, you know, like it's that sort of take yourself for a walk, go and do something with your hands, go and make something totally different. Just like check out of this for however long you're you're able to. Yeah, it's like an, taking an active break rather than and making that a choice, a creative mm, a choice. choice rather than going, I'm scared and I'm just not going to do it. And that yeah, doesn't yeah. work. And it's no, so weird exactly. that it's exactly the same thing. It's just your perspective has to be more active than it does passive for the creativity to just seep out of you. Mm. Mm. Bullshit. 
it's absolute yeah. bullshit. Oh, the whole thing yeah. is men is mad, and because it, it's all it's treated with such reverence, but essentially it's just like some thoughts that someone's having, and sometimes they don't have the thoughts, and then they have the thoughts again the next day. That's essentially what what this is. It's so easy to like treat it with such reverence, like your muse, and then like artists being like drawing the muses of great writers and I'm like oh it's all just it's all just coming out of your brain and the moment you trust that your brain will have another good thought in your lifetime mm-hmm. you'll be absolutely fine it's it's when you and I used to do this I'd be like if I had an idea I'd be like but that's it I'm not gonna be able to do anything like I remember when I did my first Edinburgh show and was like I actually don't have any more jokes like I I, I can't I I don't I don't and then I did another one like well where did all those jokes come from it's like well because but you just live and you just that's just what happens like you yeah. just have a notepad and one a final thing as well is that like I find it very helpful to and this is something that might not be helpful or definitely not be helpful for everyone because I know that my for example boyfriend who's also a writer does uh, completely differently so like he has a place that he writes in uh, like a little room and he, he he goes there and he has like hours and that he keeps I find it really unhelpful because I get overwhelmed and feel like it's too, oh, I'm sat down to do my writing. So I sort of like have to trick my brain and ease myself in by being like, I'll just like pop up my, just get my notebook and just like write something. And then then the moment I feel like, oh, actually I'm ready to do something, then I sit down. Whereas Mm -hmm. sitting down, but but I know a a lot of people find it very helpful to have that kind of routine, but I find that it overwhelms me. So which is just a great example of how people work so differently and also when you Google famous people and they writers are very successful creative types and they tell you their process, they are editorialising that. That is also not how they work. Like, you know, if someone mm-hmm. asks me how I work, I'd be like, yeah, I just sort of, like, jot things down into a notepad, like, occasionally, you know, and then, and then I just sort of transform that onto a, a Word document. Like, no, I don't. I've missed out all of the days where I'm like, ah! And the times where I'm like, I've drank too much wine. And, like, I've, I've missed out all of those things because that's not a simple answer. So don't mm-hmm. look at what how another person does it and go, like, well, I, I, it's much more rather houses for me. It's not straightforward at all. I'm terrible. Like, it's not. It's just nobody acts... It's like when like someone describes their working day in those magazines. They're like, I rise at four. I rise at four and I check my emails while I'm on the treadmill and then I have a little bit of granola and half a yoghurt and by that point I'm at my desk wearing a mix of the high street and designer pieces. I love Karen Miller. <laughs> exactly. They and then don't. at home, it's either... I either have fish or rice and chicken. You're like, surely there are other things in the world. You can't yes. every night. And, like, and then we sit down for a box set and I'm in bed by 10. You are a liar. Nobody yeah. has that life. Also, a liar. not all of you can have the same life. You can't, you can't all, all be, be eating the same fish, thing. rice and chicken. That can't be yeah. everyone. And also, like, of course, you might aim to do that. But like, what about the nights where you're like, fuck it, I'm going to order in some tacos? Like, like we're not talking <laughs> if about If they ain't that. fish, rice or chicken, we ain't having them tacos in the house. Thank True. you very much. But it's, it's so, it, 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 you can't like condense a process, any no. process, any human process into one single defined thing. Like it's, it's every day when you're creative is different and every day is good, bad, in the same day. So you can have a really great writing day or a really great creative day, but also you've forgotten like the hour that you were like, oh gosh, this is terrible. Like, so you, it's very, don't, essentially it's all about don't panic. That's the whole, literally, nobody panic. Nobody panic. It will come back. I think this is the it to sum up. If you're in number one that you yourself think you are shit, listen, there's nothing but us telling you that you're not shit. (laughs) 
That's all we got. You ain't shit. Go and see something like you ain't shit. You're good. You st- hang in there. Just trust. Some that- things you'll do are shit, but so some things everything would like it'll be shit. It's not shit. Like it's just, it, it, it's almost like irrelevant. It's just you just have to do it. It's yeah. irrelevant whether it's shit or not. Put it out. Yeah. If it's number two, you're so you're so convinced everyone else is good. Go and look at their stuff. Go and see some things that are bad. Take inspiration and see that like actually that that was actually quite shit. Read a bad mm. book. Look at a bad table. Other people are shit. And then if it's you're lacking the praise, get a friend in to clap your work, whatever it is. Yeah. Just get some show it to somebody. If it's been completely private for so long, show somebody just to have a human being laugh or point or be like that's beautiful sanding you've done on this i've made a shelf recently so i'm just obsessed with talking about sanding and and then if it's that you've run out of passion for the thing trust in the the you in the past that really believed in this idea or really believed that this was good and just hang in there that like it is it is good and and sort of do that sort of um step away write characters from a different perspective you know do the free writing all of those draw the book cover like those sort of things to be like to reignite that that passion in yourself you thought it was a good idea at one point and so you believe that this you can go through this and it's not about smashing through the wall it's about just gently going around it to the side i hope that helps i mean i've feel like that might well well, time will tell (laughs) time will tell but i think i listen my very final thing i was making this shelf and i had some tears because i did it completely upside down (laughs) and i did it completely wrong and i thought oh fuck it i'll just keep it at an angle but i thought every day i'll look at that and think that's what's that and everything will just drop (laughs) keep the shelf at an angle the one thing that i don't need to do I'll write this book, but I won't put any words in it. No, I honestly was like, I'll just put the books right to the back. And then... (laughs) Anyway, I had to take it all off, drill my holes again, fill up the ones I'd messed up with, polyfiller, blah, blah, blah. And then when it was done, I felt so like, oh, that was easy, I'll do another. And it's exactly like childbirth or creating literally anything. It's horrendous. And then the moment it's done, your brain is like, oh, that's easy. I'll go again. Like, that was nothing. And <laughs> you like, forget the pain. You forget the pain. But uh, yeah, we're going to go back to other suggestions unless I have some more life events uh, in the next week. It'll be whatever. <laughs> it's like how to put on a new shirt because he was wearing the same shirt for about a week now. That's unfair. Also, Sorry. I have to say they are pyjamas. <laughs> So what's happened is I've just not got... It's been three... I've worn the same pyjamas for three nights. And then I've Look, also, no shade here. I think, is that fine? That feels fine. Of course and it's then, fine. But I didn't get changed fine. out of them for the whole day. So that is actually gross. Anyway, fine. Please do follow <laughs> us on <laughs> Twitter at NobodyPanicPod and me at Stevie M. The S is a five and the pyjamas are dirty. <laughs> My, I'm at Tessa Coates. I'm in uh, day clothes, but they're also filthy. Um, I'm wearing <laughs> There's two a, women who can't wash. I'm, Lovely. I'm also, why? Um, I'm in a filthy sort of smock. It's got very big pockets. I'm really into it. I'm at Tessa Coates. The uh, the Gmail is nobodypanicpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your suggestions. We love reading what you write to us. By all means, get in touch on... By all means. No, please, please do if you've if you've created something and it can be anything. Learn to do anything. Learn to knit. Put up a shelf. Made a yam. Uh, learn to do gardening. Anything creative that you had to... You, had, you hit that hurdle. Made a yam. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you got into gardening. You had to build yourself a little yam shelter. I don't know how you make yams. Great. Listen, whatever it was you were trying to make, and if you hit a hurdle, but you managed to get around it or through it or over it or under it, we'd love to see the finished product and 
to tell you that we're proud of you. If you also have any suggestions for future podcasts, because what if something doesn't happen in my life? Really sorry, to... sorry, sorry, of course. We are desperate. working through. Uh, we've ch- we're checking the Gmail. Sometimes we, we don't reply. And that's our, our fault, sorry. And that's on are, us. <laughs> that's on us. We're reading all of them. We really enjoy your emails. Have a lovely week, a lovely creative week. You can do it. You can do it. We believe in you 100%. Thank Have a you. Wonderful week. Love, I believe in you, Stevie. I was going to say, Thank I love you. you. Bye, do. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Gina Martin, a campaigner and writer. And I'm Stevie Martin. I'm a comedian and writer and also we're sisters. We are sisters and we're doing our new podcast, Might Delete Later. It's a podcast about social media, about going back, looking at your embarrassing ones, things you like, things you don't like. And we're talking to all different types of people. So many different types of people. We've got writers, we've got comedians. Maybe we'll get a politician. Maybe we'll get a dog. Maybe I'll talk to a plant. Deal with it. Who knows? It's like a little snapshot into people's social media lives. Yeah, and hopefully it'll make you think more about how you use social media and how you feel about it. So do subscribe on all of the platforms that you usually get your podcasts on and visit at Might Delete Later Pod on Instagram because we're going to be putting up really fun videos and the things that you didn't see in the podcast episode. Ooh, exciting. Thanks, dudes. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.